0: Boo! This episode of Spooky Swirl is brought to you by our lovely backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl. $5 backers get access to our monthly bonus show Cinema Swill, where we take a look at some rubbish movies, including Plan 9 from Outer Space, which was certainly horrific. And very soon we'll be releasing our Wicker Man episode, but not this Wicker Man, the one with Nicolas Cage. To find out more, head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinemaswirl. But for now... Let's get Spooky Swirling.
1: Cinema Swirl! A side effect of ice expansion is scree It's episode number 53 And you're not just in any old podcast You're in a spooky swirl special edition <laughs> my, uh, my co-host is Sam Chapman, my OTP Who's not seen any of the ghoulish movies One of which, the wicker man We're gonna be looking the fuck out of today
0: Hello, Kevin, imagine y- it's nighttime. And you're in the graveyard, yeah? And you're wandering mm-hmm. around, and you think, oh, this is a bit spooky, a bit scary. And you think, oh, and it's Halloween night, and you think, oh, maybe one of the skeletons could going to come out of the thing. What happens is one of the tombstones sprouts little legs and starts running at you, and then dives headfirst <laughs> into your shin,
1: right? Oh, no! That's me, that is. That's what I am. Wait, well, you're the tombstone, or you're the, the unfortunate shin? Yes. The
0: the unfortunate Shin, Sam Chaplin here. Welcome aboard Spooky Swirl, volume 5? 6? 56?
1: They say that there used to be a Spooky Swirl back here years ago, but that's just hearsay and conjecture at this point. A Spooky Swirl, of course, the Spooky, which is used to open the very scary door to our podcast. The Spoo Door. uh, (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Spootor. Spooky, more like... Spooky, am I right? Because talking all about ghost schools and goblins, Sam, this is the one time of year where we allow ourselves to watch a scary movie. Yes. Uh, that's a movie that's meant to be scary. I should say. Yes, although I suppose we sh- probably should watch some horror
0: films the rest of the year. Maybe at some point, I don't know. Yeah, but spu- yeah. spooky, spooky. It's a guarantee, mate. It's a guarantee. It's going to be a scary film. It's going to be a horror. But
1: I'm okay with doing horror movies at other points in the year. Yeah, provided that means that we are at different points of the year allowed to do. Christmas movies because uh, uh, I think that's only fair. Then, uh, really, if you think about it, uh, if you really think about it. Uh, yeah. Okay. All right. So coming coming this summer. <laughs> It's going to be a seasonal spooktacular as we bring you a combination of Christmas and horror movies to see you through those hot, long afternoons. Sam, I've got a bit of a spooky update from last year's Spooky Swirl. Okay, sure. Hit me with the spooky update. Hit me with your spooky stick. I have carved a pumpkin. Oh, okay. And you've previously not done that. That was a big thing, that you would never carved one. Previously never carved a pumpkin. Okay, Uh, As a child, I'd instead just eating a pumpkin which is which is not as fun not obviously like,
0: last episode we were talking about n- normal things that uh, everyone has done but you haven't done and carving a pumpkin very much could be one of those things but now you've done it what did you carve into your pumpkin was it anything out of the ordinary
1: it was my dad I carved my dad into a pumpkin for your first one for number one you were like for number one yeah. number one pumpkin is my dad and I think that should be every. I mean I just assumed that was everyone's number one you should start referring to your dad as your number one pumpkin because that sounds really cute <laughs> he is my number one pumpkin and I mean this is no sign of disrespect because he's by no means a large man no I mean like a pumpkin would be to scale you'd have to the, he's a lot smaller than... Yeah. His head is a lot smaller. My dad isn't smaller than an actual pumpkin, like a little tiny man who would fit inside a pumpkin. Yeah, As adorable as that may be. But no, I did my dad on a pumpkin because I figured he's he's bald on top so I could cut off the top and that would be absolutely fine. Yeah. Carve in a moustache. Uh-huh. And we, we work from there. And I did. I, I made it. And I was very proud of myself. Does your
0: dad wear spectacles at all? He does, yes. Did you carve
1: those into it? I did. Ah. And the reason I was able to do that, Sam, is that... One of our pumpkin carving party had legit pumpkin carving tools. Oh, what's this? I, I don't know. Something about that. Just
0: add, mm, pump, specifically for pumpkin carving.
1: Well, they they had a kind of like a, an orange slip case that you could <laughs> you could put <laughs> them back Christ. into, like okay. you know. And they had you know you had the the poker, the gouger, you know, the scraper, all yeah. the all the pumpkin tools. Sorry, how do you do it then? Typically, do you just do it with your bare hands like a fucking animal? Yeah, I just it?
0: rip into a pumpkin with my my long sharp nails that I've developed over many years, like a bloody bloke, mate. That's what I do. Yeah. just hit it a punch a pumpkin if it forms a face (laughs) grand if it doesn't Grand
1: pumpkin There you go Wallet. What a slippery slope You've been on You started off When I first met you As not being too keen On Halloween And here you are now Figuratively and literally Sparking out pumpkins Every time (laughs) you Just (laughs) I mean A lot of ruffians Around my neck of the woods Would would simply kick the pumpkin To to get down to their level I'll spark it out mate And to punch it Like to To squat down Look the pumpkin in the eye And really respect it And then punch it it. Like that's That's dark Sam Nah know, Dark kind of guy.
0: Dark kind of season. It's Halloween, mate. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
1: As you're getting older... It's interesting that you're doing that. It's an interesting choice that you've you've opted in for, for getting older. But as you're getting older, have you noticed any Halloween changes or Halloween perspectives on your end that maybe are a little bit different from when you were a young lad in his early 20s? Not really, no. Um, I've just kind of... I've noticed... Here's
0: what I've noticed, mate, and you know I I don't think anyone said anything like this before. It seems like Christmas is coming earlier and earlier, and the Halloween decorations and the Christmas decorations are out at the same time now. And that, you can't cross the <laughs> three really sacrilege, mates. Have ha, which one is it? Is what I keep at? Is it Halloween? Is it Christmas? What's going on here? The, it's political correctness gone mad, mate, the way they're doing this.
1: I'll tell you, tell you what, it's, it's going to come to a head now, Sam, we have to decide if we're going to make Christmas spookier or make Halloween more festive. There's, It, it has mm. to go one or the other, because this town ain't big enough in October for the both of
0: yous. I reckon pop a Christmas hat on a pumpkin, you're sorted. So make Halloween more festive.
1: Yeah, you want Halloween to be more festive? A stepping stone... On the journey
0: towards Christmas, like, you've got Halloween, but it's part of the Christmas season, you
1: know? Much as I imagine in the same way that Halloween could be like the appetizer for the entree that is Christmas, much in the same way that Thanksgiving is assumedly the opening contest of the main event that is Christmas mania when it comes to that time of year in America's and other places where there's Americans and they celebrate Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, I think it's about time that Halloween got absorbed by Christmas Co. and just became part of the Christmas brand,
1: you know? Wait, are you saying that Halloween, you wanted to get bought out by Big Christmas? Uh, That's absolutely what I'm saying. I want it to be softened,
0: I want it to be commercialised more, and I want it to just be... Completely Christmassy.
1: The 12 scares of Halloween. Just saying you could, you could have that <laughs> instead of the days of Christmas, you know?
0: Little advent calendar for Halloween, counting down to Halloween, you get little pumpkins every time. Just tiny little, little baby pumpkins.
1: And instead of bringing us some figgy pudding, it would be bring us some figgy blood and guts. <laughs>
0: Yeah. Oh, Kevin, when I was thinking about advent calendars then I was thinking, Oh, pumpkins behind everything, but then it could be something scary behind the doors.
1: Like Jesus. Yeah. And the three wise men.
0: <laughs> Literally two days ago, I when I put my trousers on before I went to go to work, I put my hand in the pocket and there was just a dead spider in there. Oh so, that's the scariest thing in the world. I was like, oh, what's this? Oh no, it's a dead spider. Happy Halloween, everyone. What a horrible time to to be around. <laughs>
1: I can't imagine that anything that we're going to watch for this podcast now is going to scare you as personally as as that. Dead spider in the pocket. Yeah, it wasn't right. spider the, I, I've ever told you about when I saw a spider on my bed once when I was a kid, and I was like, what's this weird little ball? And I didn't realise the spider was asleep, and its legs kind of went, uh, and came out like a robot uh, It was terrible. It was so bad. Uh, uh, this is good. Right? We're, in, we're in suitably spooky <laughs> headspace. <laughs> yep. And to get me so it's not unbalanced, I'm going to now imagine a man brushing wet pavement with a very coarse brush. Because that is my greatest fear. Right. Matt, I, I'm telling you that in confidence now Brushing
0: as well. wet pavement with a coarse brush.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just the sound of that be, goes Yeah, it's you. gone fr- from being like the kind of like, oh, you know, everyone's got like a sound that makes them kind of go, ooh. Oh, yeah. If, the, if there's like a, a scrape, what I would describe as a scrapey bowl, a
0: fork against a scrapey bowl, like a, a bowl with texture... Oh, oh,
1: people don't I like hate that. that. No, I don't. I don't mind that, but right. I know there's people like if they hear that, it's like Ugh. I understand. Yeah. Another one is if you hear someone kind of going, you know, like a little that noise. If you're grabbing like something glass, like a vase or a big or a big jar. Or oh, something. I thought you meant someone doing like a little trump. Just <laughs> <laughs> but I, I remember asking someone like that like recently, like, have you got like a noise like that that just kind of gets you? And they're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Nails on a chalkboard. (laughs) come on. Really? Bit rude one, mate. Hey, hey, have you uh, heard of this new ice cream (laughs) flavour? It's called (laughs) chocolate. Yeah, we're fucking
0: aware, it's the main one, like, come on! You don't really get fingernails down a chalkboard anymore,
1: do you? Do you even have chalkboards? No, it's, it's. I'll tell you from experience, Sam, it's whiteboards. Yeah. And I wore my fingernails down to a nub, constantly doing <laughs> that, and the kids didn't even pay attention. All I did was get grubby marks all over myself. Yeah, you've only got yourself to blame
0: there, mate, you've... Stitch yourself up, right, good and proper.
1: So, Sam, mm. today, speaking of stitching up good and proper, we're, we're going to stitch up this big old wicker man. And this is a movie which has confounded and delighted me for most of my life. I only watched it very, actually quite recently. Ooh, okay. It's only in the last year I've actually mm. seen this. But I have it on good authority that recurring character on the podcast, my dad, mm. has got the hot scoop on this. Right. he met... He met someone who was in this movie at a record convention once. Ah. Because sometimes when record conventions are poorly attended, they'll buttress them with some kind of B-movie stars and a few other bits and bobs. Yeah. So after this, before I watch the movie, I'm going to call my dad and get the hot, juicy gossip. Please do. But Wicker Man, what do you know about it? He's a man, he's mate.
0: I mean, I thought we were doing horror movies, not superhero movies, mate. Because Wicker Man, what's he going to do? Store all of your picnic stuff. Yeah, it's always good to provide an uncomfortable chair for crime. <laughs> wicker man—it's a big, big man made of wicker. Yeah, and what happens if a man sees the
1: wicker man? What would he say, or what would what would be his reaction? Would you think? Oh, is there a, is there a stock reaction to the wicker man? I mean, just saying, someone brought you round the the cliffside, and there's a giant wicker man there. Oh, that's that's big. That. Well done. That shows a great
0: deal of craftsmanship and skill to make something that big out of wicker.
1: I mean, would it be a, 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 a too much of a stretch to say that the reaction would be? Mm. I think yeah. so. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got a nice wicker
0: man there. So there's a wicker man. He gets set on fire. Okay, okay. You burn the wicker man. Why? Tradition. Oh, tradition. Tradition. What are you, funny that, isn't it? Like, feels very English. The idea of burning down a big wicker thing.
1: Interesting. Do you you know where this movie was made? No. But Mm. I imagine the British Isles. All right, this is interesting, folks, because this is, I think, the first time we have a proper mirror is going to be held up between Cinema Swirl and Cinema Swill, because over in Cinema Swill, Hmm. we're going to be reviewing... The Wicker Man, but not this Wicker Man. That wick- we're we're reviewing that Wicker Man. <laughs>
0: this is this Wicker Man.
1: This is That's this wicker man. wicker man. That's gonna be that that yeah. other Wicker Man. I do
0: know a bit about that. Now, I've what what do you know about that one? Not the bees. <laughs> Nicholas Cage gets put in some bees. And mm-hmm. he's like ah, the bees, not the bees. He doesn't like bees. So there's gonna be. I hope there's gonna be some bees in this.
1: Okay, you're you're hoping
0: for some bees. Honey, maybe. Mm. Do they put honey on the on the wicker?
1: Oh, honeyed wicker. Doesn't. Now that's the sticky man Sticker man you're thinking of I think <laughs> st- And funnily enough yeah. That one was actually designed By a thicker man A real Aegis, A real f- <laughs> fucking Paddywhacker Of an absolute Gobshite
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah It's good I like that
1: no, you can't use that one. Oh, okay.
0: I'm not yeah. allowed to say that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'll bleep that it's out. A time. Please do, yeah, solid, yeah. If you don't
1: mind, like, you okay. know. Until you know someone whose name is Patrick Whacker. <laughs> and you can, you know, and, you, 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 and even then, Sam, yeah. you have to reach the level of formality where you can shorten. Right. So, okay. Still won't let him call me Kev. Still nope. won't let him. No. Nope. <laughs> not yet. Mr. Man is how I've been told to address you. <laughs> So I'm trying to think about what the plot to The Wicker Man could be. Mm-hmm. I mean, is it is one where you've heard much scuttlebutt? Like, is this is because this is a this is a university movie if there ever was one? This is one which uh, frequent viewings were taking place th- throughout mm. my time at university. Is this one where people have been hanged near to watch? Not really. No, yeah. I know I know of it. I know but you know of it. I
0: know it's well regarded in terms of horror movies. I. It is a horror, right? We are.
1: This is spooky swell. I mean, I'm pretty sure you did see Jimmy Carr running down the top 100 scariest movies for Channel Four uh, a couple of years back. *Wicker Man* was probably up there.
0: I think it it plays into this weird idea of British festivals. Um, I'm not talking about Reading, Leeds, Glastonbury, Tea in the Park. I'm not talking about those festivals. Transmit. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about... Oxygen, (laughs) Witness, slain. all the big ones. All those. I'm not talking about... I'm talking about where there'd be preserves available. You'd be able to buy some jam. You're talking about a face,
1: aren't you? Uh, Yeah. Fate fate culture. What is the face culture? Jam, number one i in Nottingham because I've been tantalized by fates. It's been a long time since Joe. I've been to a fate. But there is a fate, there are fates knocking about in Nottingham.
0: I feel like I went to fates when I was at school. You'd go to a fate, there'd mm. be little games.
1: Uh, there, it's not like a fair where there'd be rides, like a fun fair. Because a fair implies a higher level of whimsy. A fate for me, from what I've gathered, mm. seems to be more of a community endeavor Probably as opposed to just pure joy. be around. I think. I don't know if they'd be for sale or if they'd just be there for display purposes. Now, you don't don't be telling me that your fates are our cattle marts. That's not the same now. You might have to guess how many jelly beans are in a jar. Guess how many cattle are in a
0: herd. Yeah, lots of guessing games. A lot of guessing going on. And I'm struggling to guess what's
1: going on in the Wicker Man, People people show up to the Fae and they're like, "What? what do you think this is, kids? What do you think it is? Is it a fair? No. No. No, is is it a cattle march? No, you idiot! What is it? I don't know.
0: I mean, the R and the T are quite close together on the keyboard, mm. but fate isn't spelt F A I T, is it? Or is it?
1: I thought it's F E T E, fate,
0: fate, fete.
1: <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not fucking answering questions
0: about your <laughs> culture. I'm just trying to work out how how it came to be. I don't really know what a fate is, but it's that kind of Morris dancing. You know, are there Morris dancers in Nottingham? I don't know, but I, uh, that's what I'm picturing. I'm picturing. I'm picturing a maypole, maybe.
1: Um, because I saw Morris dancers for gingham, the first. <laughs> gingham. I'm just gonna keep shouting Gingham. Gingham. I saw Morris dancers for the first time ever recently. Mm. And it was great. I was in Chester, and I was walking along historic Chester, and then all of a sudden, a group of people I was with said, "Look over there, the Morris dancers!" And then like four or five old people just came out and just started doing a little jig, doing a doing a bit of a jig, waving some arms around, shaking shaking a tambourine. Someone had bells on his on his feet, and people didn't seem very happy that they were there, right? But they seemed so respectful; like everyone took a step back and gave them. A massive wide berth, like they were watching something proper special. And if that's what English culture is, well, Morris dancers have right of way on a public footpath. I know that (laughs) for definite. No, you're thinking of Morris Miners. That's (laughs) different. That's that's a car, Sam. Okay. (laughs) So uh, I don't really know
0: who's in this. I don't know what it's about. I'm guessing you don't know the famous famous face of horror that's in this movie. No, should I? The face of
1: horror. I, I You know what? I have I, no cause to think why you would know them. No, wait, I do, of course. What am I talking the about? Face of horror. Think to your least favorite trilogy that we've had to do for this podcast. Oh, Star. No, The Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Who could be a face of horror from an old movie?
0: Elijah in that movie? Wood. No, uh, <gasps> not. Suri McKellen.
1: He's too good. He's too it's nice. Too good. Jeez imagine when McKellen does does ah. scary horror. Yeah, Ooh.
0: yeah. yeah. Ooh. Right, Mister Metal Music.
1: Mr. Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. Yes, is, right. Very he, good. He's
0: he's in this. That 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 makes sense. That follows. I, Christy I Lee. That. Yeah. No
1: better man for the horror. We okay. just picture that now. Yeah, he's in here as well. Does, does he play the w- <laughs> the Wicker man I think you might be dwelling a little bit too much on <laughs> the I mean, title itself. Okay. Uh, yeah. You I mean, know. that's all I've got to go on, really. Yeah, I know. But Sam, I keep telling you, this isn't like a book report for your GCSE. This is like a <clears throat> podcast. This is serious business. Like okay. you have to be. More, you have to give it more than that. You know. I know there is a big wicker man I know that the wicker man burns yeah. I, I somehow have absorbed that information.
0: Have you seen that actual image of the wicker man burning then? Maybe. Somewhere as a still maybe I've seen big wicker man burning. What is the
1: biggest wicker item in your house? I don't think we have any wicker items in our house. I anymore. swore ah. there was a wicker chair in your house. I think there has been at some point. I don't know
0: if it's, I don't think it's still there. <laughs> because like, I'm going to say right now before I think we I might the, live in a wicker free household I'm going to say it
1: I, I live I live in a wicker free, free household except for one wicker basket which right. Joe uses to hold old cassette tapes which oh, okay. that, for me that is an antiquated material holding within it another antiquated uh, material yeah. you know the.
0: <laughs> I mean maybe they should reboot this film and make it the, the cassette man Cassette man, made of all the cassettes that they pull out all the you know the actual the ribbony bits tape yeah. and wrap tape it man. around <laughs> a big man, a big tape man.
1: Before we head off to an old timey spooky face, mm. let's delve into the crypt. Ah, ooh, blur of the mailbag. <laughs> Out in that <coughs> weather, for fix sake!
0: Welcome to the spooky mailbag.
1: Oh, j- sorry. I'm let me just let me just close that door.
0: <coughs> okay, it's closed. It's closed. Welcome to the spooky mailbag. So, oh, or
1: more like the spooky mail boog.
0: Welcome to the spooky mail boog. It's all full of cobwebs and spiders and stuff, but I think there's, there's some questions
1: and comments and other stuff in there somewhere. Stop sending Sam spiders in the mail. We've They're been very, very clear mean. about this. It is. It's terrible. Yeah. So,
0: first question comes, and now these have all, I'm going to be honest with you, Kevin, these have all come into facebook.com forward slash cinema swell. All
1: right. Oh, so a proper horror show then?
0: isn't <laughs> it, some Proper horror show, is it? There- Absolutely not. Not a single spooky question came through to CinemusWorld at gmail.com, that's CinemaSwell at gmail.com.
1: So I my hands were tied. I'm, I'm saying who would you rather glean personal information from your electronic communications? Mark Zuckerberg? Or Ian or old Google? <laughs> oh Kevin and Sam at the old yeah. you know look, folks, we here at Gmail are just a <laughs> small time <laughs> little family business. And if you folks want to send your messages through to the old fashioned way at Gmail, well, mm. That's alright, there's a lot of history down this whole part, neck of the woods on the internet, but if you want to send your ghoulish epitaphs to fucking Facebook, then so be it. Alright, so, this
0: comes in from Phil Dean. Phil Dean asks, In the same vein as Twilight, which Hollywood monster deserves a sexy 21st century reboot? I think, this is Phil, a new creature from the Black Lagoon could be pretty tasty. What are your feelings on that rebooted Hollywood monsters that can get a sexy twist for the new millennium?
1: I'd really, really be interested to see someone try to do a sexy version of the thing because yeah. I think that that's quite a broad lateral approach you need to take there. You know, obviously it still needs to shapeshift, it still needs to be very horrifying, but also titillating at the same time as yeah. well. Like, you know, when that dog splits open, why can't we get a couple of boobs, maybe a <laughs> willy come out? Like, you know. Not massive ones, no, you know, whatever, whatever size willy and tits you've got, like, you know? Subtle stuff, yeah. Yeah, subtle stuff. Yeah.
0: My thought would be, and I honestly, I imagine this has happened already, but I can't think of any instances of it. A sexy 21st century mummy, as in an old school wrapped up mummy, mm. but but sexy.
1: And oh, as as in they've only done the bandages down to like kind of just above <laughs> the knee, and it's like, oh yeah, oh. a second there now. Like and the rest is just you know skeleton bone. <laughs> I think that could have. I know, some I know fans. Someone clearly is not familiar with the embalming process over here. Like you know, oh yeah, skeleton bone. Skeleton
0: bone. I think that that could be a thing. And then you'd have Yummy Mummy, which is got it kind of you know that could be the title of the film. You get James Corden in. You get Matthew Horne. The, you know,
1: some kind of quirky, fun, Look, once sexy you money movie, cordoned, it's going to be all of that, <laughs> Sam, and then some. You know, that's just all it is. How about The Exorcist? Because it already has some pretty, and quite frankly, raunchy dialogue. Yeah. All it is, is in the delivery. Like, you, right. know, some of, you know, some of it is like, eh, You know, just come on, you tone into a little bit. need to change you know, the tone a bit. To change the tone. Same wording. Same wording. Get an older actor, different tone. Yeah. Your mother sucks cock now. <laughs> Ooh, now does she? All right, you kinky. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. I think we've got some a good selection there to to go for. So I ho- hope that impresses you, Phil. <laughs> uh, yeah, I hope you have a sexy Halloween, Phil. Uh, our next message is just a nice Halloween story from uh, Matt Henson who writes. When I was 18, I started working at the now-defunct UCI cinema. I love when something is now-defunct.
1: Yeah, that, that's definitely... And also, UCI cinema, it sounds like it's like a struggling university as well. Like <laughs> um- <laughs> I told you we can't do a cinema university. <laughs> I
0: didn't want to listen. On our first day of training, they told us the place was haunted, but not to be worried about it. I don't really believe in ghosts, so this wasn't a concern. However, during my time there... I had seats flip around me without any cause, huge temperature drops in certain areas, and bags of rubbish untie and create an inexplicably perfect line of garbage down the aisles. Sure, all that was quite creepy, but nothing scared me as much as seeing how much a human child can throw up after eating too many sweets and knocking back a big bucket of tango. Uh, The exorcist vomit scene grossly undersold the reality of the situation. That's from Matt Hanson there. It's just a, a nice story that I think that the temperature drops in certain areas is just to do with the air conditioning in yeah, cinemas, which is
1: being in a cinema, is isn't it, always
0: like, yeah. weird. But we we had problems with air conditioning where, like, literally, some seats you could sit in them and it would be freezing cold, and other ones you could be boiling hot, and it's just the air conditioning was fucked, mate. I think that's all it was.
1: I'm pretty sure all the cinemas in Manchester are mm-hmm. haunted. Yeah, uh, in a in a similar vein because every single one of them smells and almost feels like it's drenched in piss, right. and I thought like, oh maybe it's just this one here, in this location maybe this cinema's got kind of, you know rowdy staff that they don't want to clean up or just like kind of they you know clocking off long night let's just piss everywhere but it's it's every every cinema busy small big medium yeah. every cinema in manchester smells of piss and all i can think of is that there is a ghost in the vein of slimer from ghostbusters right but it is piss okay i did,
0: that raised a different question to me which is like can ghosts piss and that, I've never thought about that.
1: I think this ghost definitely leaves this? somewhere between piss and ectoplasm in its wake. But you're saying that this ghost is piss. This is a piss yeah. ghost. Yeah, and not it's not slimer. It's pisser. That's
0: what this is. <laughs> yeah, it's like a, a yellow ghost. I'm imagining that leaves a trail of piss everywhere. And not just a standard ghost walking around pissing. Disgusting! Yeah. Stop
1: pissing on the walls, you freaks! Ugh, yucky. PSA: Piss in the fucking toilets. Right. There you go. <laughs> And guess what? Teach your kids to do it as well. If they if they go in there and they piss on your eye and all over the wall, it's your fault. Sort it out. Yeah.
0: So thank you for for that story. So Lewis Clark writes: Have the lads? And I like this question. Have the lads ever been to a cinema showing of a horror film where the entire audience was completely invested and freaking out accordingly? Uh, Lewis says those are some of my favourite cinema going experiences. I have something to say on this in that I haven't had that experience. Oh really? Every time I've seen a horror film at a cinema, something has been a bit off, and it's not felt like this communal scare fest. Either there's like
1: teens or kids goofing <laughs> off, making yeah. noise, taking the piss. And do you know why they're doing that term? It's because they're they're afraid, and they yeah. want, they think the only way out of this is to have a few jags At my friends.
0: Yeah, you wouldn't catch me or you making jokes about horrific things. <laughs>
1: horror film. No, we no. were respectful and we recorded it in our podcast afterwards instead. Exactly. It's either that or it's a situation where everyone's very, very silent
0: and no one is giving off any kind of reaction. Everyone's trying desperately hard to not react, so it just feels completely quiet and dead. Or there'll be a combination of both, where it's mostly silent and then some kids pissing around. I've not had that really fun full cinema experience where everyone's watching a horror movie and people are getting scared you and people are freaking out
1: you don't like horror movies not really, generally no. speaking no. like what are you expecting are you expecting like uh, it to be akin to like going on a roller coaster and you go away and it'll be like ah
0: I don't know but I mean this is what Lewis is kind of suggesting some kind of mutual experience of, of scares and japes and surprises.
1: I mean, I've been to a few like horror film festival types of things, like Fright Fest in Edinburgh and stuff yeah. like that, where it's a room full of super horror nerds who... Like, they re- like, they'll go, ah, when something scary happens, but everyone starts laughing afterwards. Like, it's yeah, it's yeah. very much, it's not a, we're all being scared together, it's like, we're all having a great time together. Well, that could be that kind of thing, I guess. It, it could be that. Yeah. I think the closest I had, I think I mentioned on Spooky Swirl last year that I had been, but A Quiet Place, when I went, mm. it was, like, early in the morning, and there was, like, a handful of people in the cinema. Right. But everyone was so quiet and so scared, that I kind of, like, I was really happy that I saw it in that in the cinema. With just a few people who were all so scared. I think if that was a full house, I wouldn't have enjoyed it because I would have been no. pissed off by people making noises and stuff. But it's kind of interesting
0: as, as just with that film, really being able to sense other people being quiet. Yeah, uh, if you know what I mean. Like you, obviously they're not making any noise, but you can feel
1: people not making noise, which has its own unique weird feeling. I wonder if it'll be less annoying if I just very slowly, loudly crunch on this Dorito. More annoying. <laughs> What the fuck are you doing over there, <laughs> chipping away plaster?
0: Like, stop it. Uh, one more question here before we head into the film. This comes from James Gilheeney, who asks, Would you allow someone to attend a Halloween party you are putting on if they were dressed as Colin Cum?
1: Oh god. I mean, yes, because I would like to see someone explain that all night. and <laughs> uh, that would be a lot of fun. That that would be Halloween sorted, essentially. Yeah. Entertainment engagement, social stuff, all taken care of there. So yeah, I, I welcome anyone who wants to come to any bash of mine. Not even Halloween, if you're coming to my house for New Year's or whatever. Come dressed as Colin Cum, I'm cool with that. I want to put on a party where I only allow people in who are dressed <laughs> as Colin Cum. Or we could do one of those sea-themed parties and really yeah. just hope that someone kind of drills down into the lore of Cinema Swirl and comes out with uh, with, with Colin Cum, like... yeah. So, thank you very much for your spooky questions into the mailbag. If you've got any questions
0: that are not spooky, or maybe it's spooky for next year, I send them on over <laughs>
1: yeah, to yeah, CinemaSwirl. Yeah, send, us, send us a message <laughs> that we'll read out in a year's time. Because Lord knows that's Facebook's strength, is finding S- stuff from a while back. Send like. it on over to cinemaswirl at gmail dot com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail dot
0: or on the socials, you know? Use the socials, guys. Use the socials.
1: Yeah, that's what they're there
0: for, allegedly. Yeah. Can just do a bit of social interaction, yeah? Bit of social media.
1: <laughs> uh, at gmail.com. So, Sam, we're about to settle in for a horror classic. The yeah. absolutely legendary Possum. I, I don't know if you'll be scared or not. Okay. It is a horror movie, right? It is absolutely a horror movie. Okay. But. What Scares You seems to be kind of... Spiders in Pockets. Spiders in Pockets. I'm not yeah. sure if it's a Spiders in Pockets bowls. kind of movie. This, this, this will be interesting to see if you have a time to ruminate on this. If you gave How? me a
0: scrapey bowl full of spiders, I'd be fucking terrified, mate. So if oh, that's in no this gosh. film, if that's part of the fate, then I, I'm going to be spooked beyond belief.
1: Right, so we're going to go now watch Charlie and the Big Bowl of Spiders. <laughs> <laughs> Which is the really unpopular follow-up to the previous installments of the franchise? Let's go do, or should I say, let's go boo a cinema swirl. We're back And I think it's gonna
0: be a long long time They've lit the flame but I'm trapped inside <laughs> There are animals in here as well Oh god oh christ I'm in a wicker man mm-hmm. Wicker man Burning R- 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 to R- da- Wicker Man! There we go.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Yay. This is great. I've I've always wanted you to do the post-swirl song, Mm. you know? That's good. I decided to take the lead this time. A little little ditty. So, we're looking at The Wicker Man, where Mm. while I was doing my research today, I found out, and I shit you not, this is not a joke, it is known in some circles critical circles, Mm. as the Citizen Kane of horror movies. Well, we have
0: just, I mean, only a couple of episodes ago we watched the Citizen Kane of Citizen Kane movies, and now we're watching the Citizen Kane of horror movies.
1: Uh, If you can tell that we're desperately trying to get people to you know, when when there's a movie we do in Cinema Swirl and it's like, oh, that's not just a Brainless action movie. The, the listens go down a little bit, so we have to do we have to do our, <laughs> our bit to be like, oh, well, you know, you know, Citizen Kane. You know, you should you should. It is a fun episode. You should go check it out. Yeah, uh, it it is almost like the Wicker Man in that it is the Citizen Kane of its respective genre. Or well,
0: Citizen Kane is the Wicker Man of drama, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Sam, initial gut reactions Are you a better man for watching The Wicker Man? I feel some disturbance within me
0: Creeped out
1: is how I would describe it Do you feel it. a little bit like oh, like, oh, like you're full or something Like you know, grossed out Well stuff. I did have a big lunch but that's
0: by the by <laughs> Just yeah Not scared but just like Weirded out I would say.
1: I listened to a Big Owl interview with with erstwhile wizard Christopher Lee, and Mm -hmm. he said that it's not a horror movie, and he resented it being shoehorned as a horror. He said, it's not a horror movie. It's not that at all. Problem was, though, he didn't specify what genre it was. He was just like, it's not a horror movie. Stop calling it a horror movie. It's the
0: Citizen Kane of not horror movie.
1: (laughs) Now, and I was thinking, Sam, sure there's the other genres, isn't there? There's comedy, isn't there? Yeah. Westerns. Gangsters. Mm-hmm. Chick flicks. Yep. Rom-coms. Kids. <laughs> 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 animation movies. Yeah. And it doesn't seem to fall into any of those. So this may be, if we're to take Christopher Lee at its word, it defies categorization. It's a genreless film, which I'm all on board with and if you at home have got your physical media collection done by genre and Wickerman's in the horror you should take it out and then you should be like uh, uh, wh- where does it go that's the Wickerman baby that's, that's the, the feeling you get yes yeah, yeah yeah, <laughs> that's yeah the that's feeling. It. where's it go I don't know. Ah, yeah
0: but it is spooky swell and uh, it's a horror movie come on it, it's there's it's horrible no it's not bad but it's, there's horror in it.
1: There's horrifying images and there's horrifying concepts. It's a conceptually mm. disturbing movie. Can we yes. say that? Yes, I would agree with that. So you didn't get like eek, like you didn't you didn't have an eek or an i.e. But you might have had a citizen Kane had more jump scares than this, <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting to think about, isn't it? So, which version of this movie did you watch? Because there's quite a few. It's a, it's like Blade Runner. Mm. This, I think, I watched.
0: Of course, I purchased this legally from the DVD shop. I think I watched the final cut.
1: Oh yeah, that's me too. Yeah, it might I have I been the Adobe
0: Premiere cut. <laughs>
1: Now mine was uh mine was real player the the cut for that like you know it had great compression on 640 by 800 I was like there in Scotland basically when I was watching it I
0: think mine was 92 or 93 minutes something like that I think there's an yeah, 88 yeah. minute one and there's a 103 minute one or something
1: So what happened was the movie was made and the original cut of the movie yeah. as intended by the director is quite lengthy it's nearly two hours or it's like one hour right. forty thereabouts okay. an extra kind of fifteen twenty minutes and the distributors didn't like the movie they didn't think it was strong enough or scary enough to uh. be its own thing so they chopped it down to this really really bare bones version that kind of got rid of a lot of the kind of the the, the preamble essentially mm. it was only like kind of seventy minutes or thereabouts and the idea was that that would be you know we, to, we were talking about recently about when the double bill B-movies it would be a B-movie essentially they made it a B-movie Exactly. learn all about that in our odyssey through B-movies and Sam's Jetlag over at patreon.com slash cinemaswirl go for it I don't know if that was an effective plug or not (laughs) (laughs)
0: There'll be some people Intrigued
1: by that Oh definitely But That was the version That was released Mm. Then the kind of version That was released On home video Was like the American theatrical release Right And the version that Which was a bit longer Yeah And the version that You and I saw Like five or six years ago It's like Ah we found the hidden footage but it wasn't the hidden footage. What it was was an in-between cut that was between the American version and the really chopped up version, which gives us this lean, mean 92-minute version that we have now. There was even a version that was 15 minutes. 15? 15! 15? Fifteen. I'm sure, that wasn't just a really long trailer. No, it was. They did like as part of like a it was like a triple bill or something like that. Oh, apparently, jeez, wow, okay. And what happens in the movie? Yeah, is that the policeman comes to the island, uh-huh. is immediately kidnapped and then taken to the Wicker Man. The end. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Now we would have been back in time for cornflakes if we had done
0: that version. We would have been. We got this padded out nonsense with all this story in the middle.
1: Ugh. Ugh. We open on a scary deity image, which I nicknamed Hot Watercrust Pfft! <laughs> I do do like that a lot I just wrote in my notes that oh geez,
0: I already don't like that weird face at the start. Why? The way it zooms in on it and it's just looking at you it, it looks thick like you could Poke your finger in it and it would But it's made out of in.
1: something malleable.
0: Yeah, it does. I, I don't know if it's supposed to be wooden or wicker or something, but it, you it, know. It
1: looks like it's been laughing cow cheese that's been left out in the air too long and it's yeah. formed a, a kind of a semi permeable crust.
0: Mm, that's what it looks like. And that's what really started to, you know, freak me out with this film. Already
1: I'm on the back foot here. Sam, the cow's not laughing anymore. This is a <laughs> losing cow, is what we've got here. <laughs> Sunday, April 29th, 1973. And it is a good old fashioned catholic mass yes i was a a bit worried at the start thinking like oh god a real horror show here they're going to show us a heathen protestant mass where there's singing and fucking knitting and uh, and uh, you know they were they record an episode of antiques roadshow instead of doing the holy scripture whatever it is you people do but no they go it's good they took the bread Mm -hmm. made it they had the transubstantiation
0: bread's jesus the wine is jesus the blood of jesus eat Eat Jesus,
1: eat Jesus for less. Uh, coming to BBC this fall, but no, it was it was done right. It was done proper, and I was glad for that. Now, Sam, so I was. That's just to demonstrate our protagonist here is a a Christian man, and not just any old Christian. He's a Catholic, which is like you know. I'm a bit biased, aren't I, though? You know, uh... <laughs> it's one of the many branches of Christianity. I'm Ben and Jerry's over here, and Sam's just like, but all I scream, <laughs> you know, wages wars. <laughs> So he's flying over
0: some islands in his fancy seaplane. What's the word for that kind of plane? Is it seaplane? I thought it was a A seaplane. Seaplane? Yeah, I think so. In my head, I'm like, there's another word for that kind of plane, and I can't think of it for the life of me. Maybe there's not.
1: Flying boat. That's the the other name for it, I believe.
0: (laughs) Something this film does very well is folk music that isn't inherently creepy, but can kind of feel creepy because if you just in isolation this is not scary music
1: no in isolation this is like my dad listened to Prague on a sunday or yeah, something like that nice you know. bit of folk i thought
0: you know corn rigs and barley rigs we all love corn, corn rigs r- and barley rigs and bunny wheel lasses yeah that's
1: all right this could be a
0: lovely film this could i be love a nice corn
1: bit. yeah i love barley i love rigs things that are bunny. Tend to be favourable. Yeah. And I hear Annie's nice as well. So, you know. Off to a good start. But the thing is, right? That music is kind of like, right, you're just hearing that and it's like, you can imagine the old man or your dad or whatever listen to that on a Sunday. It's fine. Mm. But if he if he stopped and he turned and he looked at you right in the eye, you'd be like, ooh. You know, then, then because of the music, that with it would become scary. Yeah. Don't look someone in the eye listening to this folk stuff. No, it's cre- no, no. Don't, don't do that. No. no, no, no.
0: Now, there's a twist at the end of this film. I suppose we don't really do. Spoilers, do it, guys! Spoilers for episode one of The Wicker Man. <laughs> but at the end, it's he was the intended target of these people, after all. Yeah. Now, looking back through my notes on this film, I'm thinking, well, does some of the stuff they did make any sense? Because he arrives at Summer Isle, this island, it, on his seaplane, lands, and he wants a dinghy.
1: Yeah, he accidentally lands in a Monty Python sketch. <laughs> <laughs> I need a dinghy! <laughs> you know I said I need a dinghy! You know Oh! And, and then they make a joke about the Irish. And the,
0: the people of the town, they won't let him come down there without... You know, I'm not going to give you a dinghy when you have permission from his lordship. This is private property, but... Our lead character, of course, says, I'm a police officer investigating a missing child. It's a police matter, so I should be allowed. But they weren't letting him in. And that goes against their plan, doesn't it? To actually bring him onto
1: the island. I think their plan is to wind the ever-loving bejesus out of him. Just being weird. Just putting him on edge. There is. There's two whole days to go until May Day. So they're just winding them up as it stands, like Freak him out. Yeah. Sergeant Howie is the man's name, and he's looking for a missing child. Like, this guy is a... A very interesting protagonist because he's not particularly likable mm. and he's a bit of a is a prig a right word for him a prig a, a prig corn prigs and barley prigs. <laughs> But, like, he's, you can tell he's kind of a bit prudish. He's very much, like, just emanating this I-don't-want-to-be-here energy. Yeah. You kind of feel like he's not a cool customer. He's not like your, your your typical horror protagonist you think is, like, you know, has got this all sorted out. His proceduralness will be his undoing, you get the sense of, almost immediately.
0: Yes. Also, we're in Scotland. This, is, this goes against what I thought in the priest world, that this would be a very English fate situation. Mm. It's
1: still b- British, mate.
0: For, for now,
1: <laughs> look at him planting the flag down here, like. And it was good to see him up in Scotland with the good British values, wasn't it, like boys and girls? It's still British,
0: but it's it's Scottish, which I, I you know didn't know that was it was a kind of everyone would be Scottish in this film which is a nice maybe,
1: maybe that's like why it's actually truly horrifying because the idea of if you go to remote Scottish islands like as a Scottish person if you went there and yeah. they were doing all this weird fucking southern England summertime fate shite you'd be like what the fuck is this like mm. <laughs> it's very unsettling the way
0: I could tell we're in Scotland was someone says a missing child is always trouble. he says I, I," and it's saying I a a lot instead of yes and of course an English would say yes, 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 cheerio, fish and chips, wouldn't he? But
1: no, he'd say, What's all this then? That's what he'd say. Like, <laughs> yeah, that was the dead giveaway for well, me. Well, like, well. not once did he ask what all of this was. Like, no. you know, they would have very clearly laid out, Well, this is a, a, an elaborate ruse to kill you, you massive virgin. Get in the wicker man. Like, off we go. Also, I very much can't do a Scottish accent. And I don't know whether that will
0: come up throughout this episode. I'm going to try to just be as neutral as possible. But if I slip into it, I'm so sorry.
1: I lived in Glasgow for a year uh-huh. Scotland's got a very very close place in my heart yeah mainly because when I moved to the UK I moved to Scotland first that was my first experience that kind of like it was almost like the way you temper eggs when you're making scrambled eggs like right, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah I, I was you tempered. The <laughs> yeah exactly I was tempered slowly Mm. into the hot pan of the UK with the cool butter of the Scottish people. So mm. if I if I sip into a Scottish accent, it comes from a place of complete ignorance. Same, same. <laughs>
0: but I've not been tempered like an egg. <laughs> all these old blokes they pass around the photo of this missing girl and they're like, oh no, we don't we don't recognise her. But they all recognise her mother's name, Mae Morrison, the, the May girl Mae Morrison. Bunny Mae Morrison sure. But they say that the girl, Rowan, is not May's daughter. All these old lads are a bit creepy. Uh, They're
1: mysterious old men with turtlenecks and I don't trust them in their half-moon spectacles. Very quickly sets up that um, this island is a bit weird. You know, But quite subtly.
0: Well, not even that subtly. You know, it's just that the people are a bit... Strange so far.
1: I mean, having had friends who lived on islands and visiting those islands, mm-hmm. I know, I mean, I'm not speaking for all islands, I'm only speaking for a few very small islands off the coast of Ireland, the yeah. west coast of Ireland, but there is a serious island pride, right. which pertains to the isolation of living on an island, the fact that things are a little bit different and a little bit weird. A mate of mine lived on an island that had, it was inhabited by around 40 people probably thereabouts, wow. and none of them had insurance for their cars, they all drove around in these like wrecks basically and they all drove around drunk and when the new police officer came in you know on the mainland he's like right we're gonna sort out all this nonsense happening on the island when he went over to visit them they loaded up all their cars on a ferry and circled the island while the policeman was there (laughs) and when he left they brought all their broken (laughs) dangerous cars back like Uh. and if you end up drinking on such an island after two or three drinks that is usually when people devolve into there is no leaving the island <laughs> and then two or three more drinks until you're looking out at the sunrise going, we got to get off this fucking island man, you and me, we're going to get off this fucking island man, that's what's going to fucking happen I
0: wish there's a, a kind of British remake of Lost that was like that <laughs>
1: Whereas what? just a, a where, Irish where people coast of are on a, an, an Irish island, That's what you saying? <laughs> yeah,
0: I think that would be that'd be good. People keep coming out. Of the, did did this happen on the Irish island? People keep coming out of their houses, looking out their windows at the policeman. Oh, there's a there's a new man here. Let's all have a, a big look at him. Let's look. Uh, what's he doing? What's he up to?
1: I mean, there was a man in a lighthouse who I later found out to be a disgraced priest on one of the <laughs> one oh, of the islands. Okay. So well, I was I was like, close that window! Don't you fucking look like, <laughs> out here. Like. There was a lot of chat of harvest, Sam. Did you did you pick up this up on this early on? Yeah, the, there
0: is a lot of harvest stuff here, which I I didn't I wasn't immediately didn't it didn't freak me out in any way. But is that something from your childhood at all? As a matter of interest, harvest. Well, I think it might have been, but I can't really. Remember, it might have been something we did at school. I don't know. We might have oh, brought some cause t- tin cans of things to. Wait, I, really? Do you know this? I think so.
1: What do you know of harvest? Did you go to a Church of England school then? I no. You went to you went to a school that had a holy element to it at all? Uh, well, we did sing some. Hymns and things at some uh, points okay.
0: before lessons. I, I think that's all gone by the wayside these days, but I, I do. In my very early school years, there was some singing of Christian songs.
1: Okay, because Joe was telling me all about Harvest, which yeah. was a big part of her early school years. Right. I don't
0: think I was in a specifically, like, Christian school, but, like, there was still some residual Christianiness on it. Well,
1: well any <laughs> Irish who are listening to this now, strap yourselves in and get all right. this fucking weird shit that them, them doing over here in the United Kingdom. Okay. Harvest, with the biggest set of fucking inverted commas ever, where you bring in non-perishable tinned foods... To give to the elderly. Well, that's nice, isn't it? Oh, with the harvest of tins. Is that it? Yeah, but... (laughs) (laughs) They give give it to the elderly, right? Semantically, it's not ideal, but it's a nice idea. When I press Joe on this, I'm like, the elderly? Like, what do you mean? You just, like, found old people and gave it to them? Like, any old people? Like, no, no, no. It was like an old folks' home down the road. It's like, do they not have food or something? This was during the Blair years. Surely it was, you know, things were cooking here, like, you know? And then what they have as well is there's a special ceremony, which has harvest songs. Mm. And I don't think it's meant to be Christian, but it seems very fucking religious and therefore heathenistic where there's a ceremonial bread and you do loads of songs around this bread and there's two breads, there's a fake bread for singing around and then there's a real bread which you eat afterwards in this kind of strange ritual of carbohydrates I don't remember the the jewel breads <laughs> situation. You, you don't remember tensor.
0: getting any breads? I could have repressed it, I don't know, but I don't uh, remember the breads. You
1: sing bread. songs to be, to be thankful for the bountiful harvest. While dancing around fake bread. Songs which include lyrics like, Cauliflower's fluffy and cabbage's green. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I kind of feel like if I stumbled into any primary skill when I was a little kid in England, I would have been like, No! No! Jesus! They're singing around bread and it's not even... It's not even... The Flesh of Christ. No,
0: it was just, uh, you know, I I do vaguely remember it. I don't remember any of the songs.
1: Rush it in and be like, mum, dad, they were singing and they were dancing over bread and it wasn't even the blessed blood and flesh of our Lord Jesus Christ. (laughs) And we just felt sorry for them, Sam. We just, we felt really sorry for them. They'd wasted their Sunday. (laughs) But they had so many tin cans
0: that, you know, (laughs) I was a bit jealous. May Morrison runs a sweet shop and she doesn't believe that her daughter is missing. She's very, very kind of calm and placid about this whole thing, and just, like, is in. she didn't have that daughter. But there is a little
1: girl in there. A different little girl. A different
0: little girl, a younger little girl, painting a picture of a
1: hair. Oh, speaking of hairs, did you see them big chalky hairs that she had in the shop? Looked lovely. They didn't look quite, you know, like
0: what the lint chocolatiers would make because of course the lint ears they have to make the lint chocolate ears on the little rabbits don't they <laughs> which is just a fun little linguistic thing she's painting a picture of a hare and she believes that Rowan the dead girl is a hare not a human girl
1: that's not fair that there ain't fair <laughs> Them chocolate hairs. I was really, I was really for them. Like I was like, yeah, them look good. They look hefty. Mm. Until the point where I realised they looked identical to because they were. You didn't have the lynch gloss. You know, they they weren't matte. (laughs) They they were. They were definitely matte. There was no mirror shine on these. It did look a little bit like it was just a dead hair that had been dipped in chocolate, like Mm. you know. And that was how they got the moulding there. So I'm glad I didn't feast my eyes as much as I would have wanted to. I did like. You'll stay and have a cup of tea, won't you, Sergeant? That was nice. That was nice. Nice little ah, touch.
0: Yeah. Well, bit of island hospitality.
1: Lovely. Little Metal is kind of in on, on the whole jag, because she's like, mm. where is she? And she's like, oh, yeah, she's out playing in the fields with her friends. And like, will she be coming back for dinner? No, because she's a hare, you fucking idiot. <laughs> oh, all right. Hairs do
0: have dinner, actually, but just not at standard tea time.
1: And not carrot, yeah, it's not a rabbit, okay? Other things, you know, other roots. I'm sure they'd be fine with. Yeah, he says, like, oh, I like those rabbits there.
0: And May is very, like, angry about this. And, no, 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 these are beautiful March hares.
1: All right. Same thing, isn't it? I mean, nothing like a pedantic Legomorph enthusiast, <laughs> am I right? We go to the Green Man Inn, which has the scariest goddamn sign ever. I was really worried the Green Man was going to come and get me, Sam. Yeah, it's not... Nah, didn't like it. I also didn't like that the...
0: the Policeman Howie walks into the pub and all the music stops and everyone what? stares. Oh, didn't like that. And they all just look at him. The landlord of the pub is an interesting character, isn't he?
1: He really reminds me of your man from, you know, Troll 2, the guy who was stoned out of his mind. Yeah. Uh, he, he had that kind of manic intensity of, a, of an escaped day patient from a mental asylum. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a, a sort of campness
0: to his voice and persona, and uh, almost Dracula-like. Yeah, he's like, oh, why don't you
1: have a nice bunny wee drink? That can be arranged. That can be arranged. <laughs> My daughter could come around here oh, ew, no i you knew i was i was really really worried that this was all gonna get real sexy real quick because as soon as they mentioned the landlord's daughter they're like mm. the landlord's daughter i've got a song about that my dick gets hard like a rock every time i get a talk from the landlord's <laughs> daughter. <laughs> yeah, I have a couple of questions about this. Yeah. One, isn't it weird that they're all
0: singing a song about how they, the lyrics are? And when her name is mentioned, the parts of every gentleman do stand up at attention, the landlord's daughter. So
1: that he, was an erection there. They the were song talking is,
0: was sh- We all get bonus when they say the name of the landlord's daughter, but the landlord's daughter is there while all these people are merrily singing this song, which is, that doesn't seem on, does it?
1: That's why they have to call her the landlord's daughter. If they invoke her name, they'll all get <laughs> they'll a all massive get big, big woodies. <laughs>
0: Do you think that's why in Harry Potter no one could say
1: Voldemort? Because it a, <laughs> had a similar... Kind of <laughs> well, I mean, Ray Fiennes is too sexy. Like, So if you say his true name, you're just going to get... <laughs> a, big a big old bonk on. A big <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why but finding out older generations <laughs> names for erections I love yeah. I'll never forget when I heard like my mum and dad talk about someone else, and they're like and he had a stiffy I'm like oh, yeah, what? Stiffy is very funny Stiffy? Yeah. Who's that? Is that like when you buy the copy of Toy Story from Poundland that's not actually Toy Story instead of Woody it's Stiffy, <laughs> stiffy. like you know there's a frog in my sneakers <laughs> <laughs> The other question
0: I had was that would you say that this could, in some ways, and we talked about the genre classification of this film, count as a musical? Because everyone has just burst into song. And I know it's it's diegetic, and they are there singing, and it is based in reality, but they... Uh, uh, plot point has happened, the landlord's daughter comes down, and then everyone just starts singing about the landlord's daughter. It really felt a bit like a musical at this point.
1: I think they were using the actual reality of if life was like a musical, it would mm. be really scary and really oh, yeah. jarring and anxiety-inducing, yeah. and I guess that's what this is here. Everyone bursting into song about a topic you don't know about. Like, if you ever been to a party or a gathering of people and people are making jokes about a thing you don't know? Imagine everyone sung a song about something <laughs> you didn't know. Together!
0: Everyone's clapping in time and singing all the lyrics because everyone knows everything and you're like they've all got their own little bits as well like it's like yeah. now you're a bit now you're a bit so, you yeah, oh, know that's off putting Sam now what Howie does is he stops all of this nonsense he kind of taps on the bar and stops it but what I would do in that situation was I would pretend that I knew the words and just kind of like mouth something and dance along you know and just try and fit in he doesn't do that
1: I thought what he was just going to do was his late game tactic which was to sing his own Christian songs and they'd be <laughs> like the landlord's <laughs> daughter gets me wet he'd be like "Ah, bite with me, fast, fast, time.
0: It's classic football match behaviour, isn't it? Like, if, if the opposition is singing a song, you just try and sing your song louder, but he, he's he got the issue that it's an away game for him, and his, you know, section of the stadium is much smaller, so not quite as loud.
1: And then his section of the stadium is asked to leave, <laughs> and uh, everyone booze when they do. So, he's having a wee supper, which looks fucking disgusting, mm. and he's like, broad beans should not be turquoise. And I'm very much in agreement about that. I will say, though, his snobbery about canned vegetables, you can take that out the fucking back door, burn them alive as far as I'm concerned, Christian Mm. or not, like.
0: Well, I mean, he says, like, yeah, they're they're from a can, and maybe that's because the harvest failed, so they had to get (laughs) some tin cans from a (laughs) local school. could you not write
1: your letters (laughs) to your local old people describing how nice it is to meet them and give them the bread? Like, you've missed out on harvest. I really liked, no apples. On an island famous for its fruits and vegetables
0: On an island famous for its fruits and vegetables It's very clearly ADR recorded on later Oh yeah, there's a, lot, there's a lot of that Add a little bit of extra plot That you just squeeze into just a bit Where he's not even on camera saying it Just to go, oh yeah, okay They normally have a lot of fruit and vegetables on this island
1: I would like to go to an island famous for
0: its fresh fruit and vegetables mm. Oh, also, there's the Harvest Festival photos every year And one of them is missing That comes up later And
1: Oh, this made me want to play a point and click game sentence in- the wicker man world you yeah know? it feels like this this movie has inspired a lot of spooky kind of adventure mystery games on pcs and whatnot over the years definitely i, I really love the answer to what happened to last year's photo it got broke <laughs> <laughs> oh that's <laughs> it all right then got
0: bro- ah, fair enough all right cool
1: when, when she's walking away the landlord's daughter and she's like i'll get you the peaches and cream and then he's like from a can no doubt and then she's like food is in everything and I'm like, all right for you it isn't. All right. I mean, for you it isn't. On your island legitimately famous for its fruits and vegetables. Mm. People like that end up eating microwave meals all the time if you think food isn't everything. If you pretend that food is everything, that means you'll eat well. I mean
0: imagine coming from this island, given the circumstances and saying food isn't everything. Food's your main thing. That's like you're you're willing to kill people for some bloody food. So don't come round here saying food isn't everything, alright?
1: Yeah, that's like going to a Catholic service and saying, Oh come on, shame isn't everything. I'm like, <laughs> That's literally <laughs> That's your main the,
0: uh, the main thing. It's the only thing. Come on. So everything's felt a bit weird so far. It's a bit strange. But uh, how he steps outside and, oh, everyone's just shagging out in the field slash street, slash dark. There's a naked woman crying, holding onto a tombstone. It's all a bit strange, isn't it?
1: And then they start singing a sexy song as Christopher Lee's character is pimping out young boys to the goddess of Aphrodite. I put my hand on her gi and she said "Did delete <laughs> Yeah, so, Lord Summerisle... She gave me a kiss, and I said, I'm not cool with this. <laughs> he offers a young lad to Willow,
0: and I, I hope no one at home got a boner there, because that is the name of the landlord's daughter, Willow McGregor.
1: Oh, to, sorry, I just hit the table. <laughs> sorry, I just got... It. My apologies. Oh, I can give you some hot gossip. Sure. Oh, please do. Uh, my my dad, I told you my dad had all the schuttlebutt about this. Hit me with some skull. I, I I yeah, I I asked him there. I said, "Dad, I we're doing the Wickerman for Cinema Swirl. You met a member of the cast, didn't you?" And he said, "Yes, Ingrid Pitt signed my copy of this scary film." So, really? first of all, there's the scuttlebutt right there. If you're mm-hmm. ever in Westmead, my dad has got a signed copy of The Wicker Man. Nice. And I said, did she have any interesting stories or anything about the movie? Yeah. Get this, folks, okay? Not huge, but she had a strange accent. Also, she liked Irish men. She had a huge minder. I met her at the record fair in Rembley. She had a huge minder? Minder, a big Big boke to look after her. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't know whether that was some sort of Irish
0: slang for something else. <laughs> she literally had a, a a big, yeah, look her after her
1: with her. Oh, a big minder. What's that like? I
0: don't know, but just the way you said it.
1: <laughs> She had a weird accent and a... It- a massive mind. You know, what it reminds me of. I'm not sure if it's just a Lincolnshire thing, because since I've left Lincolnshire, I've not heard it. But right. I used to hear people going, "Oh, he's having a right Mardy."
0: Oh no, Mardy is like a, I guess Midlandsey thing, maybe. Do you use it in Nottingham?
1: Yeah, as yeah well? it's Nottingham. I think. Like, it's not like Mardi Gras. Like it's not <laughs> a fun. You know,
0: there's no beads or no, anything. No, it's, like it's having a strop. You know, getting all uh, upset. you have been a bit Mardy.
1: I feel like there's a lot of great words. Mm. I feel like we're missing analogues for an Ireland, even though I believe yeah. that our Ireland has got a better-sounding slang. But I feel like you've got, like, 20 words to say he's pissed off, and yeah. we've got one, you know? I, I, oh, I, I'm telling you. Mardi's a good one. Having a Mardi. Having a big Having old a Marty Marty bum.
0: bum. You know mardi bum. The, the term Mardi bum mardi bum mardi bum you're being a bit of a mardi bum
1: oh I've not heard that so I thought you were saying Mardydom, like like martydom <laughs> like you know yeah. it, this is like his his state of being of being Mardiness. there's a, a
0: an Arctic monkey song called Mardi bomb, which is Alan Mardi bomb. It's just all about you know someone being a bit.
1: M- 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 <laughs> it's great, isn't it?
0: That's music, apparently. That is music. So he offers. The young lad to Willow and also says, make sure you're ready for tomorrow. Tomorrow, the day of death and rebirth and a somewhat more serious offering than tonight. Yes, that's
1: what's going to happen. And this is the slightly longer version. Let's just bear that in mind. Yeah. I put my hand up her skirt. Do you mind if I wear my shirt? (laughs) (laughs) While some folks are singing and there's...
0: Like folk music and shagging and snails wriggling around. Christopher Lee is just monologuing about how
1: he would love to be an animal. There is nothing more pure in life than the sight of two mollusks fucking each other's brains out. <laughs> he loves this. It. <laughs> it's all proper weird, isn't it? It does. It does feel strange. Him being right up close to these snails banging going <laughs> great oh hey children dancing around the maypole did you have maypoles no not at all no. of course not no. no what we had was guerrilla warfare in 1916 to drive the hated british from our capital alright we had
0: maypoles which uh, just a big pole With some like ribbon coming down off it. Uh,
1: This is great, right? I feel like we have spent pretty much the last 50 or so episodes about talking about different parts of Irish culture. And in one episode, we've done all of English culture, which is Morris dancing and maypoles. Tin cans for harvest. Until earlier, I thought that maypole and Morris dances was the same thing. Right, no. It's different, is it? Different things. I think. I don't know for sure. If a Morris dancer started jingly jangling near a maypole and he grabbed it, would people be like, whoa there, that's too much culture, slow your (laughs) fucking roll, mate. Like, fusion dancing going on. Yeah, slow down. I was led to believe that this. Maypole here, mm. and this is a great watching with Joe, who's an expert on all things fate. Like, yeah, she, she was saying that this was a really like a, a distressing maypole. This was like a mad maypole because right. they just did it any which way, and it wasn't a pattern, and it was all tangled and wrong. And the guy's singing a weird song where he's like, "Trees have eggs," and it's like, "What?" You know, yeah. that's that's not what maypoles meant to be. Kind of symmetrical and nice. It forms a nice pattern at the end.
0: I think that's the idea. I've never danced around a maypole. I don't know if I've ever seen a maypole. I just know it's part of my culture somewhere.
1: <laughs> I like to think <laughs> that maypoles are just naturally occurring phenomenon around England and Scotland and Wales. They are mm. just, like, they spray out of the ground. And yeah. Whether or not people decide to frolic around them is up to them, I the guess. The ribbon
0: is naturally occurring. It just kind of comes out of it. I didn't have the lessons where you go to school and the teacher says, now, what is the maypole, everyone? And you put your hand up and you say, it's a, it's a big willy. <laughs> it's a big phallic symbol of a willy. And yes, that's very good. About. Yeah, well done. I mean, Correct you didn't answer. take
1: phallic imagery 101 then in your GCSEs, did you?
0: No, and neither neither did Howie, because he's very—he's having a proper mardy about the fact that young girls are being taught about big phallic willies out in the field.
1: You should only be teaching them about small willies. <laughs> <laughs> Little wee willies, that's all they... Why are they learning about... <laughs> he became, and just like that, he became... Irish. <laughs> But there is a uh, a conspiracy of silence and yes. cruelty that's pervasive, even with the kids, where, where he's like, what is this in here? That is a real little beetle that we've turned up to kill itself <laughs> on a nail. It's like, why did you do it then? <laughs> 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 yeah,
0: really weird. You just tied a beetle to a nail within her desk for some reason. And How- Howie is quite rightly disturbed. Like, what-, what are you doing, girl? Why did you, you know, why have you done that? Ugh.
1: There's something really like, I, I, cruelty to animals. Full stop. Is like, is an obviously horrible thing. Yes. But wanton cruelty to insects and stuff is something mm. that goes on. So it, I, I, it makes me so creeped out. Like, look, you, you know my policy on spidly Diddlies right? But you wouldn't want to see one get tortured. You want no, to see it no. get in a cab and drive away. <laughs> <laughs> but
0: <laughs> at school, there would be people who would get daddy long legs and pluck their legs off and things like that and that's horrible
1: behaviour I mean oh, it kind kind of feel it it doesn't matter as it, spiddly and as
0: diddly as they are they don't deserve that kind of treatment
1: it is kind of a like I'm by no means a religious person at all he mm. says vehemently defending well. Catholicism <laughs> yeah. but it's just wrong in it to do that to a poor little little creature like that I would say so yeah there's more then than there is of you and if I know my Twilight Zone and I do They're all gonna gang up on you if you're doing that, so cut it out. And I do not want to be ganged up upon by
0: Spidleys or Beatles. Imagine if they got the vote. (laughs) Imagine that. Imagine how things would be if spiders could vote.
1: That was the cut verse from the John Lennon song. (laughs) Imagine if spiders could vote. I bet they'd vote for dicks. Imagine all the Beatles. (laughs)
0: <laughs> so how he's trying to see if these girls recognize rowan they're saying that they don't but he checks the register and i tell you what you can't falsify a school register
1: yeah he's fucking Offsted right here like you know no there's no there's no power higher on this earth rowan
0: is in there and he says you are liars you are despicable little liars which i think is very cutting that's quite harsh to say
1: but they are yeah. They're still in denial that Rowan exists. He goes to the graveyard to try and find the tombstone, but it's a heathen graveyard full of trash and women breastfeeding with eggs.
0: Yeah, I I couldn't wrap my head around the woman breastfeeding holding an egg. I didn't know what the egg meant. I understand what breastfeeding is. I wasn't that wasn't weird,
1: but the egg holding an egg. Eggs are really great. Like you know, I mean, I'm just I'm I'm here for I'm here for that. Like, I like you know. eggs. I like it. I often will just hold an egg around the house, like. Yeah? Not, not for long, though. It will be eaten pretty much quickly thereafter. I think what that was was that one was showing a great deal of restraint that I personally lack. It's nice to hold an egg, isn't it? They are. They're very nice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I know <laughs> the, the I know exactly what you mean. It's, it's, a, it's a nice weight of thing to hold. And hand. also, there is a power <laughs> in the responsibility of holding an egg. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because in your hand, you hold a potential yucky disaster. If you fuck this up it's game over and that That's it. does feel quite powerful Yeah, it is the most unpredictable food object that you can hold in your hand mm. <laughs> <laughs> why does Howie fashion a makeshift cross is it just to
0: bring a bit of Christianity to this I think graveyard it's, it's
1: literally that yeah I think he wants there to be like a little bit of the old Jesus here you know he's doing right. one for the team here he's doing a little bit of recon work for his buddy Christ so it's established that Rowan's dead because he's found
0: her grave And there's trees planted on each grave, which I think is quite nice.
1: That's a lovely idea. Yeah, I'd love that.
0: That's great. I'd love to have my body fuel a, a, a tree.
1: There is a place, I'm not sure if we've talked about it before, mm. or a very morbid film review podcast where we talk about life after death every sure. other episode, but there is a place, I think somewhere in like it's Copenhagen or somewhere yeah. like that, where you can get buried in a special grave and they use the power from your body decomposing to light a light and the graveyard mm. is just like this beautiful garden That's full of all nice. these lights and every light is linked to a person. And I like that idea. That's That's such a lovely idea. And after a while, you know, however many dozens and dozens of years it is, the light eventually runs out as your body is completely decomposed. Uh, And it's a lovely
0: idea. I do like that. That's very nice. That's not what they do here. They plant trees, which is similarly
1: quite nice. Yeah, but then they put blipping foreskin on it or whatever (laughs) it
0: is. (laughs) Ew! No, that's the poor wee lassie's navel string, of course. What the fuck is
1: navel string? Is that uh, an umbilical, umbilical cord? cord? Yeah. Because I googled it and all I got was a bunch of Mars Volta songs. <laughs> 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 it's
0: properly gross, isn't it? A, a tree with an umbilical cord hanging off it.
1: I think the only thing that could be more gross is like watching like. Large kebab meat and chips get tipped onto a tree. Like, that's the only thing that's more upsetting than the uh, fucking umbilical cord hanging there. A Very similar
0: visual. I actually googled navel string as well. Uh, one thing I saw was, a, I think, a Pinterest or something of someone who had a tattoo of that tree with the, the Why? umbilical cord hanging off it.
1: What a shit know. fucking tattoo. Terrible tattoo. What's
0: that tree there? What does that mean? Oh, it's from the wicker man. Oh, okay. What's that little thing hanging off it? Oh, it's just a dead girl's umbilical cord. Wait, uh... hold on. Oh, no. I was going to say, like, whose umbilical cord is it? Because she's alive. But the umbilical cord (laughs) doesn't... Wait a minute, (laughs) Sam! What... I'm just. Where's yours? <laughs> oh my god, it's gone! What the fuck? I forgot that it doesn't stay with you until your, like later life. That's one of the first things they get rid of, isn't it? The umbilical cord. It
1: is. Uh, I forgot. I mean, I kind of feel like I, I would have liked to keep mine just for a little bit, just to opt in, see if I wanted a horrible snake tail coming out of my stomach. But yeah. you know, I was overruled. Can you keep it? I mean, can you just snip it on one end and just go around with it?
0: Has anyone done that? For Guinness I, World I, Records, or something.
1: I imagine it would just get um, infected and stuff. <laughs> yeah, it would go wrong when, you, when you've got an ouchy belly button. That's when it's not been cut the whole way properly. Okay, All right. Um, oh, I didn't. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I know can ha- there's other reasons why it can happen, but that yeah. is a reason it can happen. Ah. Yeah, so, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't want to find out, because if, if I find out anything about it, I'll probably be disgusted. Now, now, Kevin, I've heard of having a frog in your throat, but what I haven't
0: heard of is putting a frog in your mouth to cure a sore throat. Is that a thing?
1: I don't know why, but I was so disturbed that there was a frog this small. Like, I didn't like how small this... I was like, ah! <laughs> this, You've seen this, small frogs, though, right? Yeah, but he was so little to fit in it the bonnie wee frog. mouth of a wee little child.
0: Yeah. Of um, a, a wane, no less. Mm. I'll tell you what. Just one of the most horrifying things I've ever seen in my life. An, an image that sticks with
1: me. Well, I mean, it is a spooky swirl, though. Yeah, it? it's like, spooky so. swirl.
0: A, a frog died... In, on our like, garden patio when I was younger.
1: Oh, no. And then it
0: just decomposed where it stood, and then there was just a frog skeleton there for a bit.
1: I didn't really see... No badger came and or a no. hedgehog came and polished that off? It just... Well, I, th- maybe they
0: did, but they left the skeleton, and there was just a fully-formed frog skeleton just there for a bit.
1: You know what that is, right? Because, I mean, we had frogs and stuff die back in yeah. Castle, but we had a obese hedgehog that would come in and fucking... Right mill everything into his gob like he was yeah. a machine but I think what might be because you're in Nottingham mm. all the wildlife is like Robin Hood that canny fox isn't it and all of his animal <laughs> mates yes and they're off gallivanting with that lion king instead of actually <coughs> being there doing the job and doing the business of being a woodland mammal so it, no one no one cleaned it up
0: so it just there's just a frog skeleton there for a bit which is very Fucking scary ridiculous. when you see that as a child
1: Ugh. more cuts like that's all it is Sam. It's just more <laughs> cuts like not even the woodland mammals are getting the right funding that they need from from local government Frog in the mouth will not cure a sore throat. However, you loyal listener who's made it this far into the review of The Wicker Man, I know you're expecting it, and here it is. I have got legitimate, brilliant ways to cure a sore throat. Hit me with them. Okay. Sore throat cure number one. And this can be, if it's the roof of your mouth, the back of your throat, all of the throat, wherever it is. Mm -hmm. Salt and vinegar crisps. Salt and vinegar crisps. Salt and vinegar crisps. crisps. I know what you're thinking. Oh, I've got a tangy sore throat. Yeah. Why would I want to add more tang? Easy. The high salt content. The high... S- the high acid content. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the high vinegar content. <laughs> the high acid and salt content destroy the germs, ah. and they actually help the healing process. Second thing, crisps which you can are do, good for me. Cri- I said Thank you, doctor. Eight glasses of crisps a day is what I'm telling you. <laughs> Number two, yeah, coarse. Wholemeal meal brown bread. I'm talking a proper dense soda affair. Not a flimsy, you know, pre-made slice. I'm talking about a proper rough old, rye type of a thing will work. Yep. A, th- a thick, wholemeal bread. You eat that, something you have to chew a lot. Literally, by eating and chewing it, and it's so spongy and thick and coarse, it will literally scrub your throat clean of the streptococcus, ah, which is what okay. gives you the bloody sore throat in the first place. And if you've not got a cold... And Wait, you've not it'll, got a full it'll clean your throat of what? Well. If you've not got, like, a streptococcus, it's the, the nasty... Ah, oh, hey, hey, now! <laughs> hey! That's, that's, the other, that's the other word that we have for boner. It's uh, streptococcus. Uh. So there you go. There's two. If you're huh. reaching for the ice cream, it won't, it won't do you much. It'll give you momentary relief. Ice cream is bad, though, long term, because any dairy will make it worse. It'll give you more mucus. Do those things. There you go. My dad may not have been able to provide you with really great tidbits about the wicker man, but through me, he has offered you great tidbits about sore throat remedies. Nah, just put a frog in there, mate. Sorted. <laughs> no, I'll, st- I'll stick up my frog, mate. It's what I know. Like, you know.
0: So, how he's gone to the records office, I guess, to try and find a-, a death certificate for Rowan. But everyone always wants permission from Lord Summerisle. Yeah, normally
1: approval required.
0: Yeah, and there's no there's no death certificate. There's no record of Rowan's death. So, you know, oh, God.
1: Sammy what? basically does not have the required permissions to access these folders. <laughs> I believe is what's happened here. He needs administrator approval. It does feel a bit point and click,
0: doesn't it? Like, you have to go and go somewhere to then come back and find more clues. Because he, he goes to the local chemist slash photographer and asks him if he recognises the girl because he took the photo. No. Uh, no, I don't. All right, cool, that was a good scene. He, he doesn't have a copy of the Harvest Festival photo or anything like that. He, he doesn't keep copies, so... Mm. But he, he does. It turns out he does. But, you know, no. Yeah. Naked women dancing in a circle around a fire, jumping over it and stuff, talking about how the flame inside you makes a baby strong. What did you reckon to that?
1: I reckon that is probably the biggest banger on the soundtrack. That's a yeah. great song, real nice yeah, yeah, yeah. little ditty there. I mean, jumping over fire. I mean, I- I'm not one to judge because obviously, if I was to jump over a fire naked, I've got a dangle issue here that these young women obviously aren't going to be dealing with. So,
0: right, no need to brag, mate. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm just like I'm not. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm in the position to be like, no, that's a terrible idea. You don't do it because I mean, mm. if I didn't have a penis, I'd probably be jumping over fires every other day. That, yeah. that literally is stopping me from doing that. You it's know? the
0: idea, and I don't mean to sound crass or childish. That when they jump over the fire, the fire force <laughs> might literally go in the right direction there to impregnate them with the fire
1: baby. So you're saying, like, the fanny will be dipped with the wick of fire? Yeah. I don't think that's the... I think it's more of a a general, like, jump over the... the... I didn't know whether it was, like,
0: literally, if you get the angle right, some of the fire energy will impregnate you with fire.
1: (laughs) Crystal Lee's going to open the window. You're doing it wrong! The flames are meant to go right, yes, right up there. Closer. That's what I thought it might have been. I don't know. It's a good thing you weren't raised pagan, is all I'm saying. Actually, you you kind of technically were, weren't you? No, I wasn't. I I don't know what I was. I
0: was just raised bloody British, mate. (laughs) (laughs) So, Howie is finally going to meet Lord Summerisle. In terms of, I mean, we've had Christopher Lee say some shit about snails beforehand, but this is kind of his first line to Howie. Yeah. Good afternoon, I trust the sight of the young people refreshes you. Fucking hell, that's a strong start to a conversation, isn't it?
1: Hello, I like naked children, and you? (laughs) (laughs) you kind of front-loaded the conversation here, Chief. I kind of feel we're onto a a no-go topic pretty much straight away. uh. Yeah, to justify, like, hey, why are those children naked? Christopher
0: Lee is saying, yeah, mate, but it's too dangerous for them to jump through a fire with your clothes on, isn't it? So, of course they're naked, you idiot. Stupid idiot
1: and pretty much straight away he's accusing him of murder and he's saying we're you know murder is obviously what's happened heathen murder mm-hmm. we're very super duper religious here sergeant howie no murders whatsoever who can be on your way now <laughs> they are <laughs> naked <laughs> <laughs> naked <laughs> like, i love that the naked <laughs> comes after your murderer and they're naked, naked! <laughs> Grace. what's what dish- of the what of the true gods It turns out he's dead and he blew us. He's dead?
0: He he can't complain. He had his chance. And in modern parlance... Blew it. That's a that's a good line to say. God's fucking dead, mate. He had his chance. He fucked it.
1: Do you remember what very early Swirl episode where we co- introduced the phrase "the parlance of our times"? No, I can't remember now. A big Lebowski. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, I mean, that's what Christopher Lee phrase. is
0: saying here in modern parlance. He blew it, mate. He fucked up. Oh, also another great turn of phrase. What girl would not prefer the child of a god to that of some acne scarred artisan? Ooh.
1: all right. Yeah. Having a go with the artisans. <laughs> Someone didn't like his small batch gin he got for Christmas. I mean, how he's very
0: upset by the fact that like Christopher Lee just said, "God's dead, mate." Because we, we, he stands up, get a quick zoom on his face. What? Uh, yeah I, I love that love i like
1: that. love this so much because it, it rings very true to me that like yeah like i found when i was growing up the level of discourse about religion and spirituality was so fucking jilted and so like constrained and like if you talked about like if you just weren't saying god i love catholic mass you would get this reaction you know like, what the what? What is, the, what is the true God? You know, it, and I, I kind of love how they just represent. Like, can you imagine this movie in the seventies when it came out? Like, this was a pretty sure band in Ireland. I think he's imagine like old people seeing this, like religious people. This is like as shocking as a snuff movie in many respects because of its flagrant depiction of like non-Christianity, and I love it. Yeah, I mean, I
0: being not really a Christian, I know, I know it's a running joke that I'm a Protestant. But I'm not, it's not really a thing. It doesn't really affect me. But I can imagine if you are of a religious disposition, this could really, you know, take you aback, especially back in, you know...
1: Yeah, this movie would be a lot scarier... 40 years ago? Yeah, 45 thereabouts, probably, thereabouts, yeah, so... But, I mean, yeah, I think this movie would be a lot scarier if you were older and more pious. Yes, I imagine so. When you get your racist old Nan right at Christmas, (laughs) give her fucking both barrels of the Wicker Man. Boom! Alright, so, let
0: me try and understand what's happening here. By worshipping the old gods, Christopher Lee's dad was a fruit man, uh, yep. like, love growing vegetables and fruits. By worshipping the old gods, they can grow special strains of fruit, and all the people on the island have embraced paganism as a result of this. They think, by worshipping the old gods, special fruit comes out, and that's why everyone is pagan. But how he's upset, he's like, you're the subject of a
1: Christian country. I mean, I don't know if Lord Summerall is going to show up to the House of Lords, you know, and and vote, knowing <laughs> full well that he'd be doing so. Under the eyes of a different god to the ones that he likes, you know? I'm not sure if his lordship had, had considered that. No, but it's, it's all about fruit, it's all about veg, it's all about
0: crops, mate. That's I love when he's like, You're a thing.
1: pagan. He's like, How dare you? I'm not a pagan, I'm a heathen. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> he also says it's been a great pleasure beating a Christian copper, which is a nice little thing, isn't it?
1: Oh, man. I Chris, we, yeah, we have to not mention how great he is, but Christopher Lee is fucking amazing oh, he's in this. Uh, he's v- wonderfully kind of smug. And weird. Yeah, like grand. And so confident. Like, he's just alarmingly at ease with himself in this very strange place. Charming and disarming all at once is what he is. Oh, yes he is. Yeah. So, they're going to have a wee exhumation of the old body that's been buried. Oh yeah,
0: he's he's been very casually given permission by Lord Summer. I was like, oh, I thought I'd already given you permission. Go ahead, exhume
1: the dead girl. Take as many bodies up as you want. Like, Do it. Yeah. Uh, Turns out it's a hair. There's a hair in there that's not fair it's just in there that's why it is really it'd be funny if it was just hair in there like everything else had died but just a head of hair was left over how his response
0: is to throw this at Christopher Lee and the school teacher from earlier, but I found this in Rowan's quest. <laughs> All
1: right, mate. Uh, the the, disrespectful to the hair. The set of pipes on Lee, though, when he's fucking singing, like, oh my God. Oh, yeah, he can, he can absolutely sing.
0: I'm glad he channeled that into metal later in life as well.
1: Yeah, I'm really glad in his later years he did embrace this with the musical side because he's clearly got the chops, let me mm. tell you something. 100%. So we've decided to go for a little bit of a snoop around the photo lab... And he finds some pics, which he <laughs> I just love like you know this is the old days where you, where you didn't have an app, you had to actually physically make the picture to see it, you know, yeah,
0: have you ever been in a in a dark room
1: no i every, every room I've been into has been has always been full of light, you know,
0: but a, a photography dark room have you ever developed a picture no, never. In in college, I did photography, and they taught us the antiquated art of actually developing pictures.
1: Oh, so you could be like proper Peter Parker,
0: yeah, yeah, in like that red, with the red light and dipping it in that liquid.
1: I imagine between the red light and the chemicals, that room yeah. is basically just like the physical embodiment of a nightmare and a headache.
0: Yeah, it's very creepy, but very strange to actually be in that room doing that kind of thing. But th- thank God it was just really rubbish, amateurish photos that I was developing that I'd taken rather than anything, you know, like sordid or creepy. Yeah, no. <laughs> but, you know, I- I'm glad I've had that experience because I-, I think that's going to be obviously dying out in the not too distant future.
1: Well, I know there was a big hoopla and ruliabulia on Twitter when the new season of Stranger Things, uh, that's season three for those listening in the future, when that came out and had many scenes in a dark room and all the kids were like, What is it? Why is he in the room? Did they not have fucking TikTok back in the 80s? No, you fucking morons. <laughs> you know, so we can look forward to more of that, I guess. But he
0: finds the photo, and we've got Rowan standing amongst failed crops. The crops have failed.
1: In front of loads of tins of raw beans and pointing at her with big like, thumbs up, like, so. And I think he exclaims to himself, or he says this in his head, like, Sacrifice! Like that. He
0: realises, like, what's going on here. Rowan's going to be sacrificed so that there can be a bountiful harvest next
1: year. Ah, oh, okay. And then back when he's trying to have a little bit of a sleep, he's tossing and turning, and next door there's a naked lady singing, "Please come and have some sex." <laughs> you know, he's really, he really displays here, yeah, how ineffectual and how completely useless you are as a human being. If you can't just have an owl wank, you know, because he's literally there thrashing about going, no, oh! just have an owl toss, mate, you'll be grand. Like, yeah. just calm down. He doesn't want to do it. And
0: so there's a very long scene of her dancing around nude and how looking kind of
1: confused and then drawn in by it in, in this as well I, this is another bit of info that i know yeah. not from my dad from from elsewhere but apparently in this extended sequence of her dancing around there's extra bits that were added in and they used a body double which the lady was upset right. with the actor because the body doubles bottom looked completely different to hers and she thought it was very noticeable Okay, I watched this scene very close. You know, I didn't notice any. I mean, it was a very convincing double. Is all I'm saying. Right.
0: I'll have to go back and and look at it more. I, and I just, think we'll just have just to watch it. You know, that <laughs> the bottoms are correct. <laughs> the interesting fact about this: the landlord's daughter, portrayed by Britt Eklund, who is a famous actress and model, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But she's Swedish, and there was an actor who did the voiceover of the speaking voice. And also a singing voice, voiceover. So none of these things are actually said or sung by Britt Eklund in so the
1: film. So, are, are you telling me this, this character is played by three different people essentially? Yes. That was Sorry, little... I think she might be on par with Darth Vader, like, there's no one else who's got that many people working to make one role come off, like. Yeah,
0: it's really interesting that, like, none of the stuff that comes out of her mouth is her saying it, it's all overdubbed, even when she's singing or when she's speaking. Yeah,
1: there you go. How about that? Yeah. So, he decides to have a bit of a research day at the local library about May Day, and he's like, hmm. ugh. Sounds horrible. Let's leave. But they've only bloody broken his plane boat. And they've all got horrible animal masks on. Mm. <sighs>
0: Oh, just like in The Shining, it, yes, and I don't like it. And it's masks are, are scary, and I, I mean that's the most obvious thing I've ever said in my entire life. But, but an-
1: animal people are scary, as well, aren't masks. they?
0: Yes, unless it's a baseball
1: scary. furry, that's okay. But other than that, it's very scary.
0: <laughs> yeah, his, his plane plane got drained of all its fuel, probably. So he's he's stuck there. He was and, going to go back to the mainland to report his suspicions.
1: Yeah, I'm going to come back with loads of police. Can you get? Can you drive me to my boat, please? <laughs> <laughs> so there's a big weird party going on, and Howie has vowed to search every goddamn house to try and find the missing girl. Yes. And then they try to knock him out with sleep, and they're like, he was the hand of glory. And he's had a little drink, and he's lying down, and they put out the scariest candle... In the world. Oh, this wh- the hand candle. The handle. The, hand- the handle.
0: Yes. Four candles. <laughs> it's this weird hand candle that's supposed to I, what's that supposed to do, to him? Knock him out? Make him go to sleep? <laughs> but it doesn't
1: work. And what he does is he uses that. Don't get me wrong, Sam. Get get me a, a glade sensations. I'll be out like a light. Like you know, uh, give me a Zen glade experiences candle. I will be out like a lice.
0: Also, I I, I want to touch on an important thing here. That there's some shots in this film while he's searching every house that are from Howie's point of view. Of local villagers either making big, weird bread men or salmon costumes, and it just suddenly the film for a few seconds turns into a fun documentary about a quirky, like, subculture like. Yeah, and it's and, like nice. Louis
1: Theroux's there, like, why do you make these bread men? <laughs> <laughs> and it's
0: just a nice salmon costume. I love it. It's great. Do you think you're really a salmon? <laughs> really? <laughs> Uh, but he, he knocks out and ties up the landlord And nicks his fool costume Because he's done some research into this, this whole May Day celebration And there's a, a fool there's Yeah, a big part he's
1: done it. research And he's literally like, right, you know I'm going to go undercover at Romeo and Juliet And I'm going to knock out Romeo and do all his fucking lines He's got the hardest job Because yeah. he's there, he has to do all the, the dancing and, and like he's very obviously not the guy Because Christopher Lee's like, come on Cut some capers, man!
0: Well, and, and all of the ladies are dancing around him, wanting to get hit on the bum by the fool.
1: He has to spank them with his fool stick.
0: Is that a tradition that ladies get hit on the bum by a fool? What
1: the fuck are you asking me for? You're is the that heathen. A tradition? <laughs> Look, Sam. The only Catholic tradition involving hitting people on the bum is when we institutionally beat children for literally hundreds of years. All right. All right. That's it. That's all it is. Okay. Okay.
0: Hey. The villagers have some swords, and they're all saying "chop,", chop and they're all chop, putting their chop. heads in some interlocked swords.
1: And it's not, it's not because it's chops for dinner. It's a different <laughs> chop, chop, chop. I, that's what I chant when it's chops for dinner here. Like, yeah. what do you want for tea, son? Chop, 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 chop. chop. It's my favorite. Like, it's it's Bre- it's Brexit, and like you're paying for the bones, so we're, <laughs> we're not gonna have chops chops are the most I've not had chops since the 90s chops there's a bygone era like chops can I buy some bones please because I like how it looks yeah yeah so everyone must
0: put their heads in the interlocked swords it's a game of chance, apparently and at some point the music stops and they appear to slice a girl's head off but they don't really it's all a bit of fun okay cool fun May Day celebrations they roll some ale into the sea to appease the sea god
1: the sea god likes a drink (laughs) Is it, is like, a thing where it's, like, it's not proper, you know, not proper fate unless you've pretended to kill someone, like, you know? <laughs> it must be
0: a thing. I don't... That game was genuinely quite scary, the idea that you've got these swords and at some point you're just, well, you'll just kill whoever's left here when the music stops.
1: I wonder how many, like, massacres and, like, you know, uprisings and insurrections have been caused by someone accidentally being killed at a fate game.
0: Yeah, I, I mean... I don't know how much of this stuff in this in the fiction of this film is done to just be weird to freak out Howie, and how much of it is actually their full on traditions that they have.
1: Oh, I think this is full on. This is the this, this is, is the tradition. They do this
0: every time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. These,
1: these are well worn costumes. <laughs> yeah. Ale in the sea, though, as you were saying, that is kind of a distressing sight. Hmm. Seems wasteful. I mean, if it was Pepsi Max going into the sea, I imagine it would have like reacted very violently with the salt. Water. Water and created like a large mass of foam, kind of like a, the end of a kira or something like that. That
0: would have looked quite cool. Yeah. Ale <laughs> uh, in the Sea. And Christopher Lee quite nicely says, and now for our more dreadful sacrifice when we kill a human being. <laughs> like, well,
1: at least he's not gussying it up. He's not, you know, letting anyone think it's
0: anything. It's not. And we finally meet Rowan. Rowan's here. It, Howie sees her, runs off, sets her free, escapes with her. End of the movie, credits roll. We're all good. Off we go. Back home. Wicker man.
1: Kicks a couple of animal people into the sea. Like, (laughs) fucker! Punches Christopher Lee. (laughs) Knocks him out. Lights out, Summer Isle. (laughs) Now, we've talked about
0: music in this, and it's mostly, like, kind of trippy folk music. But this, we get some electric guitar. Oh, We get what what I would say is almost Captain Beefheart-like guitar playing here. And it's kind of all over the shop, and it's weird and disturbing, but it's fucking cool. This When they're running through caves the guitar there Uh, chef's kiss that's some great stuff
1: so he gets caught Mm -hmm. it's a it's a big ruse it's It's a a ruse it's a trap of sorts Rowan's just led him right back out the other
0: side of the caves, back into the hands of Christopher Lee and his lovely yellow jumper and he's
1: like haha this was all a big trap you big virgin now it's time (laughs) to unveil he's like you're the right kind of adult he's like the right kind of adult like yeah you've
0: not been shagging mate
1: (laughs) you're a virgin you're also an important man you're also yeah. an outsider you represent you know kings or whatever they're saying cuz you know you came part. here of your own free will you're an idiot. Like, in fairness, we'd be idiots not to sacrifice
0: you. You have to understand yeah. here, like, you know. Yeah. How he gets very—I mean, obviously he's going to be upset that this is happening. But like, even if you do kill me now, it is I who will live again, not your damned
1: apples. If you strike me down, I'll come back with great vengeance. <laughs> and then he's like, "No, killing me won't bring back your damn apples." And then they put a hat on him that is full of apples. And he's like, "Oh no." <laughs> <laughs> the apples, you! Oh!
0: He keeps talking about it's not going to bring back the apples. He's trying to convince the villagers that the gods aren't real that the crops will fail again.
1: And you can see Christopher Lee just fucking jonesing for an apple. He fucking really wants <laughs> one. He'll do anything for one. And he says, if the crops fail
0: some while, the next year your people
1: will kill you
0: you'll be dead Summer Isle because you'll be the, a bigger sacrifice I'm not sure where he's got that
1: from yeah because Summer Isle there's probably
0: are, uh, somewhere between some police officer from the mainland and our Lord Summer Isle
1: I mean in fairness like Lord Summer was like I think you're wrong there mate you're mistaken one I'm the opposite of an outsider my dad literally founded this place two I fucking have sex more than a zoo animal so <laughs> I, like literally come on now I don't fit the bill
0: so. I do not fit the bill I do fit the bill of this duck mask that I've got on but that's irrelevant because I, I had that specially made.
1: I feel like if you did, like, in a game of this, try to sacrifice him, it, it would just come up with an error message saying, like, no, I, you know, you're not meant to do this, you know. Can't do you need do to it. see the tutorial again, like, you
0: know? <laughs> <laughs> so, he's been led up to something at the top of a hill. What could it be? Oh, it's our main character, quite late on in the film. Um, oh God! Oh Jesus Christ! Oh God! No, Christ! It's the new
1: Alton Towers roller coaster! <laughs>
0: ah! It's the Wicker Man, everyone. We get to see the Wicker Man.
1: Oh, Sam, seriously, for a Patreon exclusive, we need to go to Alton Towers and go on the Wicker Man ride. Uh, Is there a Wicker Man ride? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, you didn't know there's legitimately a Wicker Man ride. If we could
0: somehow spin that off into content, that would be fantastic. Absolutely.
1: Let's get a couple of GoPros and go get sick on a fucking roller coaster. Hopefully, it won't be as harrowing as this because this is it is scary. when he's being led up to the thing and how. Jesus Christ! Oh! And of course, now I love about this, you know, the fact that it's a big physical wicker man. You know, yeah. It, you know, nowadays if they were to make this movie, it would be like it'd be a CGI. <laughs> no, it'd be a vine or something. It'd be like, oh no, Jesus Christ! Oh no, Jesus Christ! <laughs> oh <okay>. oh <laughs> no, Jesus Christ! You know it'd be, it'd be really annoying. Like, it's, yeah, oh, stop it. You know, the old ways are best sometimes. There's animals in there. That's sad. The Lord's my shepherd not want i bet you'll want now like that's the thing right you always have to be like oh i'll not want the lord's my shepherd but be honest with yourself you'd want to not be in a flaming wicker man right now that's no. lying you're going to hell
0: you shall all die a curse they set the wicker man ablaze they're all happily singing and, and dancing as he's burning alive he's praying to god it's, it is very scary and sad and weird and then the head collapses. It reveals the sun and the screaming animals as well. That's what really gets me. We go out on a nice sunset. So it's quite a nice ending to the film, <laughs> and that's the end Yay! of the Wicker Man.
1: Corn rigs and barley rigs. This film was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in this great sense to me, Sam, that you don't know whether to make heads nor tails of this yet. I don't.
0: My immediate feeling was that I was kind
1: of. Put off and put uh, ill at ease by this, and I still feel that about it. Because like w- w- when I first saw this, I was like, I-, I really thought it wasn't what I was led to believe it was. Because I, what was did in you your think st- it was? I thought it was more of a straight up like rah, scary blah, yeah. horror movie. And I mean, part of me will come to the defense and say it's kind of like a shining type of a horror in that it's more about this great sense of unease. Mm. But like in isolation, there's bits of this movie which. I don't think Ernest You know, so much of this is just kind of like guy in a weird place, you know, and yeah. discovering it slowly. It's- I think
0: that's the whole film, isn't it? it and it, it, we've mentioned this kind of offhandly, but the kind of point and click adventure nature of it. It does feel like you're just going through and slowly learning more and more and more and more, and then it together, oh, yeah. it's really fucked up, and now you burn to death. The end.
1: You got the bad ending. <laughs> yes,
0: <laughs> maybe there's a good ending <laughs> where he he
1: joins in and has a fun time. And eats some lovely harvest crops. (laughs) As we know from some of the other cuts of this movie, there are other endings. The other endings are just much shorter. Like You immediately get caught and said to the burning wicker man, that is the ending instead. Off, Off you go.
0: There were no bees?
1: No, no bees. I was led to
0: believe there would be bees. Nicolas
1: Cage tricked me. Are you excited for the Nicolas Cage movie over on Swill now? Because that's that's next <laughs> on the chopping block, isn't it?
0: Yes, I th- this will be a very interesting swirl and Swill combo in terms of watching a film and watching its remake that are so opposed in terms of critical reception.
1: And, like, fundamentally unable to be, like, reconciled with each other. Because like I fucking I love this movie. It's so weird. It's so it's unsettling really weird. Yeah. And it's like it shows that you can create horror and you can create I mean the most of the thing is like this was like rated 18s and like banned and you know put on lists and all that jazz There's a lot of nudity. It's because of the nudity. That's it. Yeah. It's because of the nudity and they're saying that there is no God or whatever. Or God's dead. Right, yeah. Like it's this it's it's not because it's a, a a nasty movie or anything like that. No. It is actually by today's standards. If you've watched the episode of Game of Thrones, you've seen as much t- as there is in this movie, you know? There's not a, not a drop of gore in this, I don't think. I mean, a guy gets bopped really unconvincingly with a candlestick. <laughs> <Down> <laughs> and, and there is, I'll say it now, Sam, the scariest candle we've ever seen on Spooky Swirl. That is a horrible candle. Yeah, I will agree with that. It's, it's just a, a
0: distressing film, a disturbing film you have been thinking weird.
1: about it a lot today as a it, matter of interest.
0: Yes, and it's, it's a very British kind of weird, which I, I I greatly enjoyed. The fact that we we haven't really been able to delve into something that is weird and British at the same time. Yeah, no, this is this know? is
1: very much of of this island, you know. The, even the though look it's of it another is island,
0: <laughs> strange. Yeah, I, I guess from a story standpoint, it's not that complex. But just the little details here and there.
1: Yeah, the repeat viewings. Like I got a lot more out of this the second time. Because yeah. like, the first time I was watching this, I was expecting the big bleh to happen. And it didn't happen really no. until until right at the end where I felt I'd built up to this big crescendo of emotion. And
0: it was interesting to go back and and think about it having known the kind of twist at the end that it was a trap all along. And then think, oh, what? so what were they doing? So it might you Know, bear a rewatch at some point, but I guess we're going to watch the Nicolas Cage one, so I can just do that with yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's pretty much a rewatch because I Same imagine film. that will be like holding up a mirror, an American mirror to this, <sighs> you know? And as we know, there's no two periods in culture that convalesce quite like. The early 70s in England and the early noughties in America, which was definitely, you know, that's when MTV was riding high. You Mm. know, the VMAs were on everyone's mind. If Howie had had a a cell phone... This would have been much easier,
0: you know. Just it just called tr- in the
1: police. He just would have like taken pictures of Lord Isle with silly filters. He would have been like, "Stop that! I don't have bunny ears."
0: Could he not have used a phone? Were there no phones on the island to ring back to the mainland and say, "This place is fucking weird. Send
1: help. Send everyone." Oh, I swore there was a scene where he goes into a goes to a phone, but you're right, he doesn't. He's just been no. there. Uh, I don't know. Ah. Cuts, mate. That's what it is. Cuts. Cuts.
0: We don't see the phone scene. You know.
1: <laughs> uh, no. cuts to the police, mate. No. Oh, okay. No to ring. I thought you meant cuts him. in the film. There might have been one, we don't see I'm, it. I'm sick and tired of Tory cuts on our bloody movies. It's I not. Thought fair. Maybe there was a scene
0: where he's in a phone booth and you see a man in a squirrel mask just chopping the big wire. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh
1: <laughs> no! I've cut you there. So were you scared? I mean, is that is that a fair? I mean, because it feels like almost unfair to ask you that because it's not setting mm. up to. Sp- spooky but I mean, are you 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 feeling
0: scared and disturbed are different. And this, this some of the imagery from this film has kind of stuck with me, which is that it has a very shining feel to it. The shining was more scary. It was also quite scary as well. This is more just fucking weird. And yucky, but it it's it's sitting with me at the moment. I don't really know how I feel about it, but that probably says something good about the film.
1: I think so because I think this one's going to be itching at your brain a little bit. Yeah, a little I, bit. I'm not sure if, say, Nightmare on Elm Street has had the lasting effect on you that this one probably will do, even mm. though maybe that was a movie that had more bleh and more yeah. gooey moments, and whatnot. <laughs> so, did you enjoy it? Because I don't feel like you're you're not there yet. If you even know, I don't know. No, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know if we've had that in a movie for a while. I like, don't, yeah,
0: because you can enjoy a scary film even though you're scared by it. You don't go, "Oh, that was scary," so I don't like it. Whereas this was like, I don't know if I had a good time watching this. Do it was interesting. It? Do you want to watch it again? Though I would be curious to watch it again. To, you know, pick up some bonus details here and there, but not really necessarily. I mean, just the, the visual look of it, it, it just upsets me somehow. <laughs> I think the fact that it is it is Britain and it's quite familiar, yeah. but, but not, is the thing that there's a kind of uncanniness to it.
1: You're not used to seeing this type of a movie come from this neck of the woods. No. I can't think of many other examples where
0: I have seen that. So that's, a, uh, you know, uh, getting me a bit off kilter.
1: So, Sam, before we load you and I up into a giant wicker effigy of a Pepsi Max, what is your Star Wipe rating for the Wicker Man? Look, given
0: that I don't know how I feel about it, I'm going to go slap bang down the middle. I'm going to give this three Star
1: Wipes. Three Star Wipes. You heard it here first. Boo. <laughs> ah! <laughs>
0: thank you for listening to this episode of Cinema Swirl this episode was produced by Kevin edited by me Sam and the music was also by me if you'd like to support the show directly patreon.com forward slash Cinema Swirl is the way to go if you'd like to follow us on Twitter that's at Cinema Swirl if you want to join us on Facebook where the votes for episodes take place that's facebook.com forward slash Cinema Swirl and if you've got any questions queries comments or other stuff send them on over to cinemaswirl at gmail.com that's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. If there's someone in your life who you think would enjoy Cinema Swirl, then why not recommend it to them? Otherwise, leave a review on whichever podcast thing you use, or just keep listening. That's much appreciated, so thank you. Alright, see you next time. Bye!